If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Let's start the show. I'm in the zone. Well, damn. That's right. Okay. Now, well, if damn. two things can happen, if I can get my damn mic guard right, uh, <laughs> and if I can get myself together, I can let y'all know that this here is a brand new segment. It's evolved into such. Uh-oh. This is the Friends on <laughs> Karaoke Lounge. So every week, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Because I feel like, you know, we just connect as a people when we post these covers of, of celebrities singing other celebrities, uh, singers, excuse me, singing other singers' songs mm-hmm. that we know and love. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the perfect song to officially kick this segment off with is Can We Talk by Tavon Campbell, sung by a bitch named Tamar Braxton who talks. Okay, now she talks. <laughs> and the answer to the question was yes and has always been yes for her ass. So... You know, since that's what we do here, this podcast, can we talk? It made sense to me, okay? It was an Indica moment. But yes, it makes sense. <laughs> so, can we talk by Tamar Braxton, who show can talk. We love you, Tamar. You can also sing your ass off. And that's why we wanted you to, you know, cut the ribbon, so to speak, on the Friend Zone Karaoke Lounge, which is how we're going to open up the show for the time being until we get inspired to do otherwise, because that's the freedom of creative agency that we have around Come here. Come on, creative agency. Hey, okay. <laughs> With that being said, I want to welcome, well, I guess Tamar, I want to welcome everybody to the Friend Zone, <laughs> which is your weekly look at everything mental health, mental hygiene, and karaoke lounge. Because who in the hell wants a sucky karaoke partner? It ain't nothing worse than somebody who do bad at karaoke. Which, how can you even do bad at karaoke? For you to mess that up, for you to fuck karaoke up, you really are a problem, for real. Wow. I actually hate people that take karaoke <laughs> seriously, personally. Me too. That's why I'm it saying. Just, How can you mess it up? It ruins it when, like, the real singers come in and then they want to turn it into a, a concert performance. <laughs> You're just like, come on, it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> but that's the thing. Everybody's supposed to be a real singer and turn it into a concert Fair. performance. I know 
You can't tell me I ain't Luther Vandross when I get that damn mic. Okay, I'll be, oh, I, 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 emoting on the mic. You know what I'm saying? Like a real singer. Some you of can my have best. the passion of a singer and not have the ability. And not I, have I, the I, talent. I agree. Some of my best improv has happened in karaoke lounges, and I have re-re-remixed quite a few songs and done some of my own runs that people be like, ooh, that should be the original. Mind you, I can't sing a lick. But when you play off of what you got, okay, you might come out with something go. That's how I be Man, doing. What you feel, you know what I'm saying? I'll make you mm-hmm. cry. I'll be, I'll be Dustin J. Blige on the karaoke <laughs> line. I'm make you, I'm make your heartbeat. Listen to your heartbeat. I'll make your heartbeat fucking with me in the karaoke line. You know who's so fun to go to karaoke with? Cheska Lee. Oh is she? Ooh, my she is. God, I wish we were like back in that space where we could just like pull up to karaoke lounges because probably singing to a mic together right now is not the smartest shit to do. I don't even right, know if they're right, open, right. but they, they, she's, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you got to bring your own microphone. You know, you can get them private rooms. Bring yeah, your own private microphone. <laughs> like, Look, if there's she's anywhere so that... fun. Oh, my gosh. She did one for her birthday and we were there for hours she knows every fucking song that's ever come out in existence and we just had so much fun so much fun maybe she'll we should dance talk to target too. let's talk to target about a, a karaoke, karaoke night oh that would be so yeah. cool. that would be so much fun maybe that we can do it amazing. in la and invite cheska lee and it'll be like be like friend zone and friends so that we yep. can bring all of our friends mm-hmm. that are kooky in, in la and will jump on the mic with us that's actually is such a good idea we Target's would love that. Listening. So you guys, let's let Target know. Feel free to tag Target and let them know you want a friend zone and friends karaoke moment. We love you, Target. That's so okay. cute. <laughs> How are your weekends, guys? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> My weekend, it was good though. It was good. It just was a, you know, it was a, it was a travel packed, you know, weekend. I Oof. had to go home. I had to. I was Adele. Oh, I'm my hometown. <laughs> I was Adele. I went to Flint this weekend. Oh, sweet. Um, to take care of family business and shit. And it just so happened they have this big festival called Back to the Bricks, right? Where they have like a, a cruise with all the antique cars down the through the downtown area, and there's all sorts of like day events and stuff. But the night I got there, they had a block party. Shout out to. Um, the block party in Flint on Thursday night, just Blaze DJed it. I saw so, your IG stories. It was incredible. And you know me, you already know I had enjoyed the sidewalk, the street, because it's legal there. So I had enjoyed everything. <laughs> and by the time Just Blaze got on the ones and twos, I was on the cloud nine and tens. And I had an amazing <laughs> time. So shout out to Flint. It felt good to go to my city and see all that revived life and, you know, new energy downtown and all the new things that have gone, you know, going up, being built. Um, they're really trying to switch the narrative in Flint, and I'm I'm so proud to see it. So that's where I was at. What's up with y'all? That's beautiful. I was home. I was happy to not be traveling actually, because I kind of ever since I did the decided the whole like no work on the weekends thing, I really yes. been taking full advantage and like traveling. But I stayed my butt home. I was by myself <laughs> all weekend in PJs. Watch it because we had the storm too, so you couldn't really oh, be like yeah. out and about. It was pouring, raining, which is nice because like everybody was just like at home, and I just binged season five of Love Island UK. Oh. <laughs> and let me tell you, I told the guys before we pressed record, I don't even have to watch Love Island anymore after this because <laughs> nobody's topping this season. I'm officially sucked in. I don't know if we have a name. Is there a name for people that watch? I will find it on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> so good. Ah. 
really trying to make me watch this damn you're show. You're going to have to. Dustin, trust me. You're gonna, so please do it so we can text each other and, and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Did you watch All episode is, 95? Because it's 100,000 fucking episodes of this shit. I don't know see, how I'm ever going to catch up. This is what I was telling you in the beginning. I started watching F-Boy Island because I knew of the original Love Island UK and I knew it's had right. too many fucking episodes. I was like, all right, it's too long. So but let me so see what good. this F-Boy shit is about. And then the F-Boy was so short that I started watching the Love Island, the American version. But I'm glad you said that I have to go watch the UK season five. Season because five, I, y'all. Because I didn't stop. Because I got to that point in America where I don't need to watch no more. Yep, they didn't got rid dry. of my girl. First of all, they got rid of my girls. It got dry. You know, Shannon had to go for the tragedy with her boyfriends, you know, losing her sister R.P. to the sister. You know, that was real sad. that's what she did after Danity came. (laughs) Not that Shannon. Oh, wait, spoiler alert, by the way, because obviously we're... No, the season done. They should know already. It's all spoilers (laughs) because the season been done. People were spoiling it all up in my mentions the entire time. Like, oh, I can't wait till you see when I'm like, well, I ain't seen it yet. So if you ain't know, it's funny. I already know who won on everything I watched because people i'll go on twitter to like look for something and then you just see it people are like oh i can't yep. believe so and so i'm like well great i have 45 <laughs> episodes to go but i know who won so fuck it it is well, what it everybody is. on twitter my... like well shit the episodes is out shit <laughs> okay well, and my in girl their is defense gone, so like, it came out in what 2019 so like we're the ones that are late so we're just catching right up. super late that's what it is yeah everybody's <laughs> like y'all just now jumping on that but uh we been here and i'm like well i didn't know we was on the island okay i was on my own damn island shit it's so and then i, I was telling the guys that the part that's blowing me the most is like every time the episode ends it says <laughs> tomorrow night on love island and i'm like tomorrow night every night <laughs> so this is a daily show like how is this possible they got you sucked in Oh, I'm so glad that I'm binging it because that would be crazy to be watching this shit every day. <laughs> That's too much. That's too much. Okay, I don't want to be in front of the long, TV that much. How long are the UK episodes? Because America, the ones I saw, they're like 45 each and same. there's some um, randomly be an hour and a half. It's the no, same, same way. same, like a 45 to an hour. But you know why it's shorter for me? Because I skipped the challenges. I don't give a fuck oh, yeah, about just- the challenges. Yeah, I don't want to watch y'all making out and jumping up in firemen suits and shit. I don't care. I just yeah. want storylines. So that one cuts of the challenges, though, that was minutes. a little bit of, you know, some hang time. But, you know, other than that, yeah, just go right Wait through a minute, the challenges. You know, <laughs> you know, there'd be some mild, expo- a little exposure. You know, they had to, like, mm. go paint on each other and stuff. So you might get to see some little bits and pieces every now and then. I was like, oh, okay. They be doing what, some what things on love. come on? <laughs> <laughs> it's a CBS it's show. Hulu. But- it's but on yeah, Hulu. on Par- oh well, yeah, for that that season's on Hulu. Well, but, uh, at least that's what I'm blur it out, it. So they blur it out, or you see? No, it? they don't blur well, shit yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they don't show, show like, like nudity. They don't show it full on, but they'll no, show you. You know, I would say nudity. No, yeah, just it's just like little corners and stuff. In yeah. outfits. <laughs> and last thing, and then I'll let it go because I'm obsessed. <laughs> the slang is my favorite part because I don't know what the oh, fuck. Oh, in the UK is. version? The slaying? The like, slaying. Like, hey, why? No, oh, I the thought slang. you were talking about when they be fucking. No, no, no. no. I mean, that <laughs> slaying part. Slaying is my favorite part. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, you like, they'll be up. like, they'll be like, why do you have a bee in your bonnet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, that's my favorite part already. That's, like, that's my what I favorite. Need to watch. Or they'll be like, "I'm so chuffed," or like, yeah. you know, "Do you think I'm daft?" And I'll be like, I- "I'm picking up what you're putting down by context clues, and I'm gonna start yeah, using all y'all slang." You know what I mean? My thing is like the way that makes us, us laugh, right? I know they be laughing at our. Asses oh hell yeah! We talking yeah. about yeah. lit and, and shit and, and on fleek, shit <laughs> right? And fuck that bit and and uh, uh, you know. Such such ass and head ass and all that. They probably be like, what are, what are these blokes talking about? These you blokes know what I'm and watching us do the crate challenge and killing oh ourselves God. on Twitter. I oh mean, how silly. God. They be over there eating nasty ass breakfast, laughing like a motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> laughing their ass off at us every day. Yo, I gotta watch because wasn't our girl from um what was it the circle? Wasn't she on like the first Love Island or second one? Oh, um, my girl Ma- Chloe. Yeah, Chloe. She was on oh, one of the seasons of Love Island. Oh, she's from Love Island. You're right. Yeah. I wonder what season. I'm going to find out because I would watch her season. And that's the other Where thing, just... too. I love the like loud, crazy ones that people find annoying are always my favorite. Because there's a girl on this <laughs> season that's her name is Mara Higgins. She's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> she be cursing everybody out, yo. The Irish. Did she know that nigga from last week from jail? <laughs> <laughs> She's some kid oh, to that motherfucker. Lord. Yo, can yo, I just say, bringing it back to that because we are gonna get into the recap segment when people were <laughs> posting the pictures of what that handsome hooligan <laughs> looked like. That's all I'm gonna say. Fantasy. I ain't, yuck. I ain't yucking nobody's yum, but... <laughs> Someone on Twitter had me dead. They was like, I don't want to see if the carpet matches the drapes. Right. <laughs> They're like, not interested. A nigga look like one of them ugly ass NBA players. You'd be like, all right, we can go out. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, I guess oh. I'm going to go out this motherfucker. He rich. You know what I'm saying? He looked like, he did he look like an ugly ass basketball player. But shout out to her. Because he was shown knocking her box. Got had her losing her mind. I mean, he was a young thing, you know, and she was older. So I'm sure that was still exciting to feel wanted by someone that was like a young thing in prison especially you know? with that haircut she had i said now it's one thing to be old or get older and you know accept that and make different choices with your look you know what i'm saying like <laughs> your choices your look. but that haircut she had come on now friend you seen it what was that that swiffer she had a swiffer flip <laughs> did she you see that like, swiffer flip she had she looked like harry styles it was very euro yeah <laughs> harry styles grandmama that's what she looked like like a, like a, somebody on the front of a pack Watermelon of cookies with an apron on. Yeah. No, you didn't. I was an apron on. A, key, a Keebler hoe. That's what she looked oh. like. One of them Keebler. A grandmama from one of them Keebler elves or something. No, which makes perfect sense. It was a Damn, elves, I really want to name this episode Shamrock Keebler ass. Ho. Keebler yeah. hoe. Can we say hoe, uh, though, on a, a Keebler title? woman. Why you got to bring the fudge <laughs> shop into this? For the Keebler, um, the Keebler crew. Yeah. A Keebler crew. <laughs> so let's get into this week's black business. <laughs> Please. Y'all, there is a black woman-owned dispensary that just opened up on Crenshaw. The grand opening. What is today, actually? Oh, by the time y'all hear this, it will be, be up open. and running August 25th. Um, it's called Gorilla RX Wellness on 4233 Crenshaw Boulevard. The owner is Kika Keith. If you want to check her out on Instagram, she goes by Big Kika. That's K-I-K-A. Mm-hmm. Um, the website is GorillaRxWellness.com. That's G-O-R-I-L-L-A-R-X-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com. The IG is the same, GorillaRxWellness. You know what's crazy? In 2008, this company launched a drink. Y'all ever see it? It was called Gorilla Life, and it was a chlorophyll drink. 
It was mm. green and it was on the shelves of some Whole Foods like in, in the Southern California part. At least that's where I used to grab it from when I was living okay. there. Um, and I would be back and forth all the time and that was like my drink. So that kind of blew me away that this is connected because I'm like, yo, she's been out here working for a very long time because this is 2008 and we're in 2021. But it also goes to show you how long she's been fighting to get this. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. if you go on the website, once again, GorillaRxWellness.com, she actually has articles that she's posted to show you the journey that she's uh, taken. That mm -hmm. it's taken. How long? How much they've had to fight? How much they've like? How many wrenches have been thrown in their way to not allow her to open this? So it goes to show you just how important it is. If you are a cannabis user in the area, make this your home spot. You know what I mean? Like support it. I'm definitely it. going next time I'm in LA. Right, support I it. Wait, actually. Yeah, like, you know, she has been fighting cannabis justice and social equity for so many years, and I think it'd be nice for people to really keep her afloat and don't allow anything yes. to get in the way of this company thriving. So once again, Gorilla RX Wellness, 4233 Crenshaw Boulevard, uh, Big Kika, also known as Kika Keith on Instagram. Check her out, show her some love, and spread the word, most importantly. Spread the word. I want that line as long as you can make it. And <laughs> a I'm gonna club tell you line. I, yeah, <laughs> and you know I am comfortable with that because this is a black-owned dispensary, so you know they're going to have them baby shower chairs in the waiting <laughs> area. You know them black chairs with the gold thing that come up over the big, come up over the back. You know it's a new place, so you know they're going to have that. She's going to have it laid out. It's going to be laid out, Only and I can't you. wait to go. I'm going. <laughs> can you spell Kika for Shout me? Shout out to Big Kika. Yes, it's K-I-K-A, Big Kika on Instagram. Big Kika Keith. Yeah, it should pop right up, hopefully. That's somebody to know, folks. That's they another thing I love. First yes. black woman on dispensary. That's somebody to know. That's really somebody to know. And the fact that she pulled this off is such a feat. Um, it's sad that it's such a feat. You know what I mean? But it is. That's the reality the of it. Shit. Shout out to Big Kika. For and that. it's cute, too, when you pull Big it up. It's And you know what's cool? The, the picture I saw that was circulating Twitter was like, this like the whole neighborhood was just outside of it you know i was like that's so lit like i wish i could be there just to support it just looked like such a, a day you know but everybody well, was just so proud say, i'm gonna be there <laughs> i'm gonna be there i'm gone i can't wait to go to gorilla well now is it g-o-r or g-u-e-r G-O, gorilla. Go, okay, okay. Yeah, right, oh, I, you were like, like, guerrilla. No, not gorilla. Like, we going okay. to war. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Because that's what I'm going to do when I get in that motherfucker. I'm going, I'm shutting it down. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. So definitely check them out. And that's it for this week's Black Business. Uh, what else? Recap segment. segment. I'm like, hello, friend. Welcome back to Planet Earth. So last week's episode titled Toby <laughs> Took Him. We stepped into the crime zone. Dustin shared the story of Toby Dore and her infamous Lansing prison break. As always, those of you listening had a lot to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? Well, friend, you know, <laughs> I wanted to shout some people out in the the, Pearl, the Patreon streets. Um they had me laughing in there. Did you choose? Did you choose the Patreon streets as well, friend? I did actually. I have a Patreon I would like for comment. you to I would like for you to go first because I don't want to step on nobody's toes. But everybody, community. 
Everybody had me rolling. So shout out to everybody that be leaving comments on Patreon. Wait, did you pick Latoya? Just... Did you pick Latoya? I did. Latoya. I did. Had me. <laughs> That's why I was like, let me look. There's there's a few now. I I, I have backups you as well. Let me have it, <laughs> please, because Latoya had me down. So Latoya, I mean, everybody, the comments like Dustin, I got to give it to you. That was <laughs> up there with Natalia Grace because people yes, were like, hell what? of an episode. <laughs> it was so good. Thank you. A lot of engagement and a lot of really funny ass comments. Don't but thank I'll... me. Thank her, uh, Keebler mama looking ass. Thank her. <laughs> so... Thank you, Toby girl. <laughs> <laughs> so in the gated community, <laughs> Latoya Shelby said, I work in a male state prison and we have a dog program too. I always side eye the bitches and <laughs> be working too closely. <laughs> that be working too closely and be too friendly with the inmates in that program. When I was an officer, I had to submit two incident reports because of the inappropriate encounters that I've personally witnessed. So this story was not surprising at all. So apparently, y'all been doing this. <laughs> oh, nasty, trifling, freaky Just ass. On top Damn. of the dogs. It's a thing. Oh my, Can y'all stop fucking dogs. for what? Shit. It's a thing. She Can you imagine she, what she those dogs have number. seen? Can you imagine? Oh, but Latoya, that was hilarious. And like, no one all them dogs said. popping up dead. They think they think they mistreating them dogs. It ain't that they mistreating them. They fucking in front of them dogs, <laughs> spreading asses and butts and legs everywhere that haven't been spread in quite a while please. either. Because I've seen. Please remember, remember Toby and her husband wasn't even please. looking at each other when they they were sleeping back to back. Did you see that? They hated each other. So you know them dogs seen it all. Oh, they poor baby. Legs leaning. You see three-legged dogs. Shit you ain't never seen before. <laughs> Have you noticed that? It's been an uptick. <laughs> what you find um, in Patreon? Shout out to Tun. Tun says, that bitch... <laughs> this was funny to me. That bitch was crazy because... She <laughs> <laughs> I saw that <laughs> Like Why are y'all just, so funny, bro? Just so funny. That bitch was crazy because she was KCK. Kansas City, Kansas, and not the real Kansas City, Missouri. Those Ooh. Kansas hoes are truly are different. Ooh. That shit was funny to me. I don't know. Not why a civil war in Kansas now. <laughs> also, I it was I ain't got nothing to do with it. Also, it was so funny that people we ain't got no dog. About, we ain't got no dog in that fight, Dustin. <laughs> Hell, no fight. You gonna get in the middle? of a fight between some motherfuckers from the city city name the same shit in two different states. <laughs> Them sound like two people you want to have, you want to get in the middle of? Hell no. Nah. Look. Jesus. Also want to know, um, Darren Robinson saying F-Boy Island turns the F up on the second half. A couple of y'all agreed on that. But Tickety mm -hmm. Boos, come on. <laughs> Tickety Boos, come on, bisexual wrenches took me out as well. Because last week I said it had been cute if they threw some bisexual wrenches into the game, into the show. And I still hope that it happens one day. You know, we progress and we progressive. So I already see how it should come out, how it should happen. You know, it gives people a chance to maybe explore. They don't got to be exposed on TV. You can start conversations. It'd still be interesting to watch watch and spicy and nice to be included so yeah bisexual wrenches took me out dustin ross what did you find out there in them streets so uh i want to give a shout out to friend of the show friend of mine friend of yours asante garnell aka garco hey. x gang garco times gang on twitter spicy mcbeth is what <laughs> first is self ass spicy guy. he's a wonderful person though uh shout out to garnell who tweeted Imagine being afraid of the influence Lil Nas X might have on your child. 
when you're literally Jocelyn Hernandez. Oh, boy. <laughs> Let me guess. She says something about him? Well, Lil oh. Boosie's um, uh, doorstopper face ass was <laughs> on uh, The Breakfast Club this week, and he kind of doubled down on some of the controversial remarks he's made about like Lil Nas X and mm, you know, okay. the quote-unquote this ridiculous gay agenda theory that ugly people like him have. And so um, Jocelyn Hernandez somehow was able to formulate enough words and letters um, on her own to leave a comment in the comment section. And so she said, um, you know, I'm with Boosie, whatever, um, do what you want to do, but we won't be pushing it on minds. Minds won't be brainwashed. Talking about her daughter won't be brainwashed by people pushing stuff, pushing gay agendas and stuff on TV. That's this so comes confusing. From, right. Pussy eating ass right. Jocelyn has said that, you know, she doesn't want something pushed on her children. Now, mind you, Jocelyn has gone into alleged coke-filled binge rage rages, you know what I'm saying, on television, giving people hell. She just finished the most disrespectful turn on TV I've ever seen in my life because it was uncensored. So you really got to feel the weight of the disrespectful things she was saying to her cast members on this show. Um, and she, you know, it was really like <laughs> abusive almost. And I can't believe that somebody as trifling and just morally bankrupt as Jocelyn Hernandez is. And that's morals from one end to the complete other end of the spectrum. Whatever you qualify morality as, she's missing the mark, okay? Mm. And I can't believe that she would, you would have the gall to make that sort of a statement, you know? She's fun to laugh at. She's fun to make mm. fun of. You know, she's she's sensational. But sometimes she needs to shut the fuck up, okay? She needs to shut the <laughs> fuck so up. Surprised. And this is one of those times. I would have thought she right. would be an ally, if not a member. <laughs> I'm very confused that's how she quiet. perceives herself. I mean, that that's always an option, true. Wow. So that's it. I could talk about a whole bunch of other tweets, a bunch of other funny stuff, but I really just wanted to leave it at that because she's so stupid. <laughs> that was wow. so sincere, Dustin. <laughs> she is so stupid. For real, yeah. she, you just you For really real. are dumber than a bag of doorknobs and a box of rocks. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And the fact that she has a child. Right. That she has to guide through life. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Thank God. That's why we got to pour in our <laughs> teachers, y'all. We got to pour into these educators. We got to raise these teachers' pay. We got to give them the money to have the resources to to circumvent mm -hmm. that sort of musty-ass, you know, half-ass, uh, moonshine-drinking, breath-ass parenting that Jocelyn Hernandez is doing because... Somebody that dumb cannot be responsible for teaching them well and letting them lead the way. And that's all mm. I got to say. Damn. Well, wow. all right. Asante, this week <laughs> is your episode. We have no idea what we're getting into, which is always a good thing. <laughs> Go ahead and take it away for us. Well, as Dustin was saying, you know, we need to pour into our teachers, our educators. It is back to school season. Oh, uh, some people are are going back to work, embarking on new jobs, new ventures. Congratulations to that. <laughs> Thank you. We are in transition. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's in transition. Apartment. Oh, yes. Uh, ketchup, mustard. <laughs> <So I'm> just... <laughs> you know, I was in transition. I currently moved. Thank you guys for the congrats. Yay. It's all I can talk about. It's all I've been talking about. Uh, in the spirit of new. I'm finna spark thought... a gold joint. To oh, that's new so car. pretty. Look, that's beautiful. Thank you. How pretty is that? 
For you, man. Congratulations <laughs> to you, motherfucker. God you. damn it. Give it up for Asante, God you. damn it. Thank you. Congratulations <laughs> to you because you was a Thank moving you. ass. Asante said, I ain't. What's the name of that song? We're not gonna take, take it. it. No, no, we ain't gonna take, take it. it. <laughs> yes. He's not gonna take it. Anymore. And you told that landlord to lick your ass crack, and I love it. That's that's exactly Thank what you, you got to do, Asante. I'm just excited. No one's gonna steal your packages anymore. Like little or things your like joy. that. Or your joy. That one. Like weird. when I tell you, the, the movers <laughs> broke a mirror at like oh, they broke one of my no. mirrors. Don't but you know me. what? It didn't steal my joy because I was like, you know what? Fuck y'all. Fuck that mirror. I'm here. Everything my else that made it. Sick. Y'all can keep all y'all little bullshit y'all trying to leave here with me. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I I, I just can't. Literally, everything here is so peaceful. It's not even perfect, but it is perfect for me. <laughs> it is like the Amen. best place for me to be. It, it is, is great. perfect. It's just like you have a less than attractive child. You know, oh my you god! May, you may you may recognize that, <laughs> Cut it but out. God damn it, when you speak of your baby, beauty is her name. So it is perfect for you. So I tell you, your apartment is perfect. How well, was the first I mean, night? How was the first night you slept there? Were you just like, what the fuck? Yo, it, honestly, it took me back. Okay, so today is going to be about icebreakers. Honestly, so. I have some icebreakers that I want to get to eventually, but Fran, you're starting off like kind of in the direction that I wanted to go on. But um, Look my first that. night in this apartment actually was a little surreal. Like it was like, whose place is this? What am I doing here? But it's weird because what happened? Uh, you and your date got drunk and you woke up in a new environment. It was like, am I over this motherfucking house? Is there at my house? Right. Was crazy because you know I had been moving stuff for like the whole week before I like finally moved in, so right. I had to finally be tired. sleeping here. Yeah, to finally be sleeping here was like, like for real, like this. No, this can't be serious. And it was so quiet. Like there's no train. I'm a little bit higher up, so I don't hear much of anything happening in the neighborhood. But I have a great view of the neighborhood. Like the park is amazing. Like the, I've been smoking. I've been meeting neighbors, talking to people. I've exchanged Instagrams with, an, uh, with one of the guys in the building. He was like, you know, what do you do? Is I play music. We didn't. We didn't exchange the info. I was like, oh. oh there are tons of black people first in this is instagram building. next is body fluids <laughs> no, no first is instagram maybe next is some networking i don't know but you know if networking means the body working i don't know but you know it's just where we at but uh i just am in love with everything about my place from the way that it looks to the way that it feels the way that it makes me feel i already got a bunch of my stuff in here i don't have furniture in here just yet but all i have like a, so many of the essentials that I need to have like a home. Like I have it all. I got all my little plugins on the wall. So I got a bunch of smells in the house. So I'm, I'm like walking around like, Hmm, Amber, sandalwood. Okay. We smell good. Like I'm I got the face. lemony scents in my kitchen. I got a nice ass kitchen. So now I feel like I have to become like a, a chef and yeah. do some things in there. <laughs> like so I was like, I, I was like, I got to call Jade up in here. She got to buy me some groceries and make this look like something. Cause Come and on. then I bought like, I bought like little placemats and like my utensils. Like I've been like picking stuff out like thoughtfully and like really putting my space together. So it's been amazing. It's been a blessing. And I am just so thankful to share this part of my journey with everybody that's been here because to see me going from leaving my job to doing this to now finding my own like physical place. Like it's crazy Mm -hmm. just to know that this ride in New York has been going up. It's not like I've just been stagnant for any point in my life. So mm-hmm. I'm just it's super gonna thankful. It's going to get even better, my nigga. Like, yeah, it's going to get even. proud of yourself. 
Yes, that's that's the the best part of this. Like I'm sitting here and I'm not worried. I'm thinking about how great it's going to be and how much more I want to do for everybody else and not even just for myself, but now I feel like I can truly be of service to the world. Like I truly have like my own place to recharge and re-energize so I can go out and be like a great person outside. So, it feels great and now that I have this feeling of greatness and new, I want to do something kind of old and nostalgic and like I said, I want to do the icebreakers. We used to do icebreakers Yay. on the show all the time. It was something fun, so I I wanted to ask y'all questions. I'm going to answer two for some of them. And then, you know, feel free to jump in if you want to. But I have, I've made 21 questions here. These are all fun questions. Uh, some of them are, are just like regular, just because, you know, still get to know each other. So again, if you're a teacher, some of these are age appropriate for you, you to ask your students. Or if you do a little Zoom meeting still, you know, Don't ask prompts. me none of them. Give me the the, the, the raunchy IRA. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want Okay, well then we'll start with, no, <laughs> Uh, let's just let's just do some a little fun first, and then I'm, and then I'm a pivot somewhat. All right, okay. Are y'all ready to break the ice? Ready. All right. In the spirit of moving, I want to know how old were you when you first moved out? Oh wow. Eighteen. Mm-hmm. Was that moving into college or your own place? Oh, does that count? Sort of both. College? Either. Yeah, we, well, we college don't count. Okay, so my well, no. Okay, in that case, twenty four. Yep. When you were doing school and everything, like like on my own, out doing my thing. Yeah, twenty four. Twenty four, baby. Um, twenty six, but it wasn't my own place. So that's I'm like, are you asking like Look, your own place, or you mean moved if, out? If, if like you out, you out the house. house. Okay. Yeah. You, okay. Twenty six. You out the house. 26 for moving out, uh, 29 for my own place. Ciao. So I moved out at like 18, 19 because I was working on my own. Then I moved. Well, then my mama moved in with me, right, <laughs> at 20. And then like at 21, so I moved real. to New York. And that's when I, I I had like roommates for like ever. And then just now at 33, I have my own place. So I thought it'd be fun to like ask some of these questions because some people have these like expectations that, or, you know, sometimes the pressures make you feel like when your ass graduate college, you just got to get your own spot or something like that. Yeah, and it's the like, pressures everybody be moves. the parents too, though. Some parents kick your ass out at 18. Luckily, I come from a Caribbean household where normally that's not our culture, like, there be kids that be in the house to their 40, 50. Like, they don't move. Hell, you know, they you come know, in with about... their families. It's not really a thing for us. So my mom never said, like, you know, hello, you know, you 18, time to go. I would never do that to my kid. I would never. never. I, don't, never. I don't have no children, but I would never put my children out. Unless all, now no. It's a difference if you have a child that is literally refusing to do anything. Right. That is you like don't want to enable then, them. Right, yeah. and you ha- after you've exhausted every possible option, then you tell them, "All right, get the fuck out." But I can't even. <laughs> I just can't imagine telling my kid they had to go. No, you know what I'm saying? and or, not or at eighteen. Think about no. eighteen. Yeah. Like you're you such don't know a shit. baby. No, 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 no. You know, see, it's crazy because my mom, she was. I think because I was always a mama's boy anyway, I don't even really have a, an idea of her wanting me to get out as much as I was just always a curious person. And I think after growing up and her telling me I used to run away when I was younger, I was like, well, damn, maybe I just left because I was always ready to leave. Like there was just something inside of me that was like, all right, well, whenever you get to get on your own, you guys to get the hell up out of here and go. But I remember like watching Jerry Springer and shit like that about all these kids that... <laughs> 
were like emancipating themselves from home. So I don't know if I was internalizing <laughs> that when I was younger, just thinking, uh, well, you guys to be able to get up and go. But I've always found it interesting. And uh, what you, especially with what you said with Caribbean families, I, I didn't really know that. I just always found it interesting how with white people I saw, they would, you know, buy these, their forever homes. And a lot of their parents, they bought these homes with the idea that their kids even as grown adults would be in this house forever. So right. I always found it so like unfair when I found these black dynamics, parents would be like, all right, well, you guys to be ready to get the hell up out of here. But then in them forever homes, those parents, they don't even expect their kids to do anything. They just be like, well, we, you always have a place here. You always got a place home. And it's like, right. some of us have never even known that. And so for me to like have my sad. place home, that's why I feel like I had to like, that was in the game. Um, but with all of that, did you feel any pressure once you did leave home to keep up with others in any kind of way? Or or even if you didn't, did you even see kind of what those pressures could have been like from what other people had experienced? Well, yeah, because that, at that time in your life, that's when you're literally figuring it out, quote unquote, or trying to at least follow some sort of track of, you know, success and maturity. So, of course, you look at, you know, your peers and your friends and, you know, see what they're doing or where they are in life and you apply that to your life and you know why because you're young and dumb and you don't know <laughs> no motherfucking better because in your 30s when life really matters and when it really counts you learn that you are the master of your own track and your own journey and you learn how to best apply yourself and you you really learn the importance of doing your best but in ways that work for you you understand that in your 30s. So, yes, you feel the pressure. I felt the pressure. And if you're listening to this and you're feeling the pressure, fuck that pressure. Because right. it ain't no pressure. Just apply pressure. Okay? That's all you got to do. Thank you. Um, I can't say I felt pressure in any way. I was just so excited. Like, people don't don't fully understand. I, I haven't been out of the projects that long. You know, like, I'm mm. not that far removed. I... I when I left at 26, I left the projects. Like, I'm, it's, you know, there's some people that left the projects and they were little and then, like, at, but I literally just left. And so anything was better than that. <laughs> like, like you, that's why I asked you, what did it feel like the first night of your, of your own apartment? Because I remember how much I cried because I was just so shocked. Like, the elevator was so clean. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, little things Hell like that yes. that, like, the average person don't understand. Like, I didn't have roaches. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Like, there's no roach in the kitchen, bro. Like, I could put my cereal up. I could put my plates. Like, you open the cabinet, there was nothing going to come out. That's huge. <laughs> People don't Hell understand. Yeah. Your wall is clean. Like, having, like, a nice, like, even this, for those on Patreon, this is a beautiful concrete wall. Beautiful. I, coming from the projects where, like, I remember when I was going to start YouTube, I was like, damn, you know, the walls are kind of raggedy. <laughs> like, how do I film? Where am I going to film in my house? Just so many little things that you do get a little anxious about um, because you want to present a certain way. And so I was just so happy, though. I really didn't care. I was, like, thankful that I remo I managed to get out of a situation that my entire family was in. And I'm the one that got out. And that, to me, I've, like, never taken that lightly. You know, like, I don't know what it was about me that, that allowed me to move out of that uh comfort that we kind of had built in my my family that this was just who we were we're just like the people that live in harlem in the projects and i just didn't feel comfortable with it anymore after a while i didn't feel safe i didn't feel like i could like you know even coming from school 
uh, people thinking I was better than them because I had my book bag and I was coming from sports. Little things like that that didn't, that made me feel very limited um, as a human. Like I couldn't expand without feeling bad. And so I was just happy. <laughs> I didn't care if I moved into a shack, bro. <laughs> I was like, this is my shack. And I'm here by myself. And there was so many emotional layers to it. So I was not paying attention. Like, think about it. I'm coming from YouTube where a lot of my peers were in $6 million homes, you know, and uh, that was like something to notice, obviously. But I was chilling. I was chilling, yeah. honestly. I was I had come from so much that I was chilling. See, I'm kind of like um, I'm kind of like that in the way I just be chilling. Like, it's like I have this tunnel vision and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing because it's like I see what everybody else has and what they're doing, but I'm just processing it more as like information more than I'm processing it as I need to be doing that or I need to be doing this because I feel like everyone's paths are different. Like I was in high school and I was driving and, you know, most of the people were on the bus, but that didn't make me different or feel like I was doing better because I was driving. So when I would meet people later on that were like, uh, they were working, but they could only afford to their apartment and they couldn't afford to drive. So I couldn't hold anything right. against them because they have, you know, everyone has their priorities and they shift them differently for what, you know, whatever works with them. So I feel like I didn't see any pressure to feel like I had to have the nice this, the nice that as much as I felt like I needed to have enough stuff to keep me afloat. So I was kind of just that making part. sure I was getting by with the bare minimum as opposed to making sure I was having what I actually wanted. And so some people, their priority is to make sure that they get what they want in whatever it is that they want. So they make sure it's like, all right, well, if I know that this is all the money that I'm getting, I'm putting most of it towards this one thing because this is what I really want. And I'll shuffle it. I'll prioritize the rest one way. So then we meet someone that's like, right. (laughs) And, you know, like at this. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) At this point early in my life, like we wasn't even a factor, but understanding people. Right. (laughs) Knowing people that that would be like, my roommate didn't even give me the, uh, the part of the, that money that they owe me, but they made sure they went out and bought some weed. It's like now after being a smoker, I'm like, well, they need that weed. <laughs> like they needed it to function because they needed to function to be able to get go to that job so they could afford to pay you back. Like that was like they, they needed Real, that. I get it's that. Therapy. But <laughs> it is therapy. But it's like interesting now, like being grown and understanding that. Well, I, I've, I've always understood that everybody has their own shit to deal with. Like some people were in school. So it's like I don't got the extra. I got to put money towards books. I can't put no money towards the car. That's why I'm on the Marta. Like there were just different things that different people were doing that made me say, well, it doesn't really matter if I have X, Y, and Z to whomever, as long as I have what I need to be able to do what I got to do. So I saw those like little pressure points that other people experienced, but I always kind of looked at those and I was like, I I didn't want, I never want to internalize anybody else's anything anyway. So I think that's why it kind of made me just be like tunnel vision, just focus on what you got or what you don't got and figure out what you're going to do with it. So as long as you're focused on yourself, Outside pressure shouldn't matter. Uh, I just want that to be out for anybody listening. That's like, I see what everybody else is doing. I see this artist has this single now and I ain't working as hard. Like use whatever quiet time you have for information and figure out how until the information gives you a blueprint to build something. So. All right. That's a PSA for you hoes in turmoil. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So when, when you first did move out, do you remember how much your first rent was? Six hundred and some dollars. Oh my God! What your first it a, rent? It was a two bed. It was a two bedroom, and it was six hundred and some dollars. Yeah, that oh. is that just hurt my heart. My first like rent 660 was something. My first rent was seventeen fifty. Welcome to New York. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
My first and I was, was low. Like, and I was low. Right, like, I, was I remember like, everyone I was like, around was me was like, pretty. oh, you got it good. You got a one bedroom. It wasn't a studio. It was a one bedroom in Harlem for seventeen fifty. That's lit. It was good. It really is culture shock when you got to look at what rent is up here compared to what you used to pay. Like, like from and that's being from really anywhere compared to New York, with the exception like maybe L.A. or Seattle, I guess. Wherever it's true because when I lived in Atlanta, I was on. Um, do you remember the Seventeenth Street lofts? I, I absolutely. I do. Me and Anton kick ourselves all the time for not buying property in not, when we was in high school. So that's where I lived when I was in Atlanta in two thousand eight. I lived in the 17th Street lofts and they were stunning. That's where I moved to when I left New York um, <laughs> with my partner. <laughs> it was so beautiful. And we paid like, <laughs> it was like what? It was three. Okay. It was a loft. So it was two right. floors. Duplex loft. Does that make sense? Because it was a loft, but it was mm-hmm. like two floors. And mm-hmm. then it was three bedrooms for $1,100. That is like now, fucking friend. insane. Now, what In year was that? In a loft downtown. That had to be 2008. Okay, so me and Anton, we graduated high school in 2006. Mm-hmm. Imagine how much those were like around <laughs> then. Like we was like, oh, for real? Like this is like what the houses be out like in Austell. That's crazy. So <laughs> we're trying to attorney tell her to figure that shit out. Let's get it. Let's figure out how to price gouge. Look, look, we, you trying to be there, a new uh, the comeback right. group, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, and but, that crib yeah. was sick. Like, bro, that crib was sick. I mean, that was unreal that people were living like that for eleven hundred thousand. you would they would never that would never have happened in new york and it's crazy because the apartment i moved to in new york in harlem that was 1750 was one bedroom and nowhere near <laughs> that like y'all saw it like, i mean it wasn't mm-hmm. a bad apartment don't get me wrong it was not at cute. all but it, when you compare it to like the stuff the, the way that atlanta it. The, the way amenities. that everybody does, like, their more modern finishes, like, even with the lobby yes. and stuff the like walls, that. The like the stairs, the kitchen, like, the cabinets, the flooring. That's the biggest thing, too, that will show you the difference between, like, a fly apartment and a not-fly apartment. Like, you know, I had the laminate wood in the Harlem one. That, like, and then in, in the 17th Street Lofts, it was, like, concrete. I mean, come on, bro. It was crazy, 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 crazy. But I heard that Atlanta isn't even that cheap no more because everybody nope, moved they, there because it was cheap. And now so everything They done made it go inflated. up. Yeah. Okay, so I it was... It is, but it isn't. You know what I'm saying? There's like, still, still some pockets in other areas are not. But right. there are certain areas where you still can get a lick. Mm-hmm. There, and honestly, Especially most of the... Most of the newer areas that are going up, you can still negotiate some good stuff because there are still people that just be playing about or renting. So it's like if you mm. wanted to uh, rent a buyer or own, like there's some things that can happen down there. There's a lot of options because I was looking at I was looking at some things in Atlanta for a minute. But, you know, I found me a place here. So I'm not going to. Well, I'm still going to look because I still want me like a, a, a little area down there. As much as I want to be like by coast and go to L.A., I still want like a home in Atlanta for like whenever I'm down there since I got family and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. I, I had an apartment for eight fifty. I had a roommate, and oh. I was down the street Jesus. from Lenox Mall, like oh, right shit. there. Like I could, I could walk to, I could walk to the mall or take the bus right down there if I didn't want to drive. And nine times out of ten, if anybody was going to the mall, they could just pick me up right there from where I was. So I was like, "Cool, I ain't right up the street from the mall." Whenever <laughs> weekends is popping, because weekends were ooh, probably still are always popping at Lenox Mall, because Lenox just doesn't know how to quit. 
They yes. popping all right with gunshots. You know, that's where they be shooting at now is at Lenox. <laughs> yeah. And it's still, it, and the area itself is still not a quote-unquote bad area, but it's just right. crime-ridden right now, and I hate that. I have good memories at Atlantic Mall. I mean, Atlanta is like that. Atlanta be real. There's like areas that are really nice, and then there just is influx of crime at times because the shit be changing, and and some of that shit was not nice before. So now that it's had its time to be nice, I don't know if niggas are coming back. <laughs> They're like, all right, well, this was our shit first, so we just gonna act a monkey up in here or what? But anyway, uh, what was your first apartment or house like? Like, what was it like? I remember some of you said there were extra bedrooms. You had a roommate. You don't have to describe exactly, but uh, you can just tell me what it felt like. So for me, my first Heaven. apartment, <laughs> my first apartment was like, it was like freedom. Like it felt like a new chapter of um, like, I don't want to say it feels like now because just now takes me back to that that moment of stepping out of being like, all right, well, I am out. There are no other things here to control me. Like everything is in my own power now. And I think this is like the feeling that I got when I quit my job. Finally, I was like, all right, cool. Like now everything is you, nigga. You ain't got to worry about any you know, stupid ass people you complaining about. But then when I got at the house, it was like, you don't got to worry about your family. You don't got to worry about uh, your neighbors and stuff being out of your control. Everything is yours now. The power is yours. So my first place just felt like freedom. So me and my roommate, we was always like partying and just having <laughs> fun. But she was super chill about shit. So it's like, we were always like cleaning together. We had like a cleaning day. Like she was the shit. Shout out to you, Nicole. You still that bitch. We follow. I still follow her on Instagram. <laughs> um, but yes, I, my first my first place just felt like freedom. If you don't feel comfortable describing what your place was like, but it was oh, the one down yeah. the street from Linux. I don't. Nice. I don't give a fuck. My first place was. Um, hey, HBCU fam, get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have one million dollars in scholarships at fifty three HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. It was a, ha- a home of happiness shit. It mm-hmm. was all mine. It, and it looked like Pier 1 motherfucking imports on the inside. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked mine like. Mine too. Y'all saw mine. <laughs> yep. I had throw pillows and shit. I had um, cream leather furniture. So it was like off-white colored leather furniture. And I had like navy, like a rust, and then like a mustard yellow. Them was like the colors I had in that bitch. It was laid. TV. And then I would like line up a whole bunch of my sneakers at the front door. So it was cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it was a bunch of shoes and DVDs and shit. It was cute. Yeah. Had a balcony. And I, at the time, I didn't smoke weed. All I smoked was like black and milds occasionally because Ooh, I was attracted smell. to the smell. Oh, there Jesus. You go. So <laughs> I hit that black and mild on the balcony in the wintertime. It was, that was my little spizz eye. How I'm just smoking the clothes. Oh God! Oh, the Jerome's, yes, <laughs> yes. and not the new ones. The ones that was yeah, literally no. that glossy black. The whole yes. damn, uh, oh, now cigar the new was one like is the, the little black. brown paper bag looking mm-hmm. joints. 
Hit it, Oprah. <laughs> like, no. Um, my first apartment solo. So I'll focus on that one because that one obviously means more. Um, mm-hmm. y'all, well, y'all saw it, and most people that um, it was a dream that followed me on YouTube. Yeah, like the the okay. So the first apartment that people thought I was rich when I first got on YouTube was just so funny because people be like, "Yo, what do you do for a living?" I'm like, "I'm on YouTube," but it's a really beautiful apartment. It wasn't mine. It was the person I was with at the time was wealthy. So that's why it looked like that. And we bounced around because he had three different places. Um, So that's why people saw that. And then then you see I transitioned at some point. I don't don't remember the year exactly. Maybe I can't remember the year. But you saw maybe 2013, 2012, something around there. I transitioned out of that really fancy schmancy home. And then it was just a very nice home. But it was nowhere near that. So that's when I had transitioned out of that relationship and or was transitioning, I should say, out of it because we were kind of still in the middle of it. Um, but that's when I was on my own and it was beautiful to me. Y'all saw it. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I didn't really have a lot of money at that point yet. Um, so I was struggling to like furnish it because that's something that people don't realize is how expensive it is to furnish an apartment, especially when you don't have money and you're starting from scratch. Like you need everything, utensils, mattress, couch, God knows what else pops up that you didn't even know you needed. Um, so what I did and I do not condone this. I'm not telling anybody to do this. It's just so worked for me because I'm a tourist and I'm crazy. I went and got my credit card. Bought everything I wanted, set up my crib super sick because I was on YouTube and I was like, I want to live how I want to live. I'm not going to restrain myself based on my finances, which is very childish. Do not do that. But what it did for me was that it put a fire on my back. I didn't even know how I was going to pay rent. <laughs> and I furnished this whole place with a credit card. Um, but guess what happened that rent came in the top of the month and that credit card bill came and I and I definitely pushed myself harder to make sure that it was always paid and it always was and it was like Mm. I ended up having the apartment exactly how I wanted it and I put myself in a position to be able to pay it but when I first got there I did not know how rent was going to come it was a complete leap of faith and I told myself your friend you're going to figure it out like I'm a New Yorker. I come from a single parent household. If it's one thing we know how to do is we know how to make money. It's and so it worked hot out. when those I love that. It's yeah, so hot when those instincts out. kick in. Yeah, because it was survival. It was like you want to live like this. That's great, you know. But like, how are you going to maintain that shit? And that's why I say I don't condone that for everybody because there's right. some people that will max out a credit card, move into a sick crib, and then sink. <laughs> like not everybody. Right. They'll, they'll get depressed by it. And yeah, then they they'll won't get depressed. They'll get yeah. overwhelmed. That it's not everybody's cosmology. So I don't want to suggest that. I'm just saying that that's what I knew I needed because I know how my mind works. I need to live. And be surrounded by beauty and nice furniture. It's just something I've always wanted. It could be from coming from, you know, nothing and just wanting to live a different way. Whatever the case, it worked for me. It pushed me. And now I'm at a point where, like, I don't worry about money and I live how I want. And that's, like, all I've ever wanted. (laughs) And I've fought since, you know, what, since I was 29 to be able to do that. So that worked for me. Let me tell you something. I'm sitting on my cash app. You know what I'm saying? I got my cash up between my legs, so I ain't worried about it. If push come to shove, I'm going to shove. Okay? 
Wow. Push come to shove, you either push or shove, and that's <laughs> it. So you know you can't be afraid. You, you can. Go you gotta. Make those, yeah. Make those risks. And I went. I went ham know? at West Elm, of course. Leave it to my Ooh. ass. I bought my bed from West Elm. I was like, I want a couch from West Elm. You know, um, CB2, Crate and Barrel. I love CB2. CB2 used to be really like, it's probably, Hello. I don't know if they're still open, but no, CB2 yeah, is it's still, shit. it's still dope mm-hmm. as hell. Um, ABC Home, which is where like Claude was getting his shit, which I had no business in because he's a multimillionaire and I was not. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, I want my end tables. I want my artwork. I want my plants. And I created the home that I felt would bring out the best in me as a creative. Because I would wake up in the morning and look around and be like, holy shit, this is my life. And that feeling, it was like I stepped into, they call it creative visualization, where you, um, how's you so always say, your mind doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. So I created this imaginary version of my life with my credit card. <laughs> and then it stepped in because I stepped into it. I literally started moving different. I was like, I got my crib. You see my crib. Da, da, da. And then everything changed. So that worked for me. Do not do it. Because <laughs> I don't want y'all <laughs> look, crying look. when you don't know how to pay that $5,000 bill. <laughs> word to some, word of caution to others. <laughs> exactly. Like, don't do not do that. But that's Ooh. what I had to do. And it worked for me. Okay. So do you remember any of your childhood homes and which one or ones stand out the most? Every oh, last one of them. And it's so funny because I was going through my parents' basement over the weekend taking care of some shit. <laughs> and I found so many items from my childhood, like nostalgic shit. I brought home a watch that I had that you couldn't tell me shit when I was a little boy. Like the watch, <laughs> it had a it had a brown like crocodile strap, and in the inside you could see all the watch parts, like the the wheels and all that shit. They were gold, and I still I, I got the motherfucker right over here right now. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that watch. <laughs> but I remember all my childhood homes. I remember things down details rather down to like the bed linens the placemats in the kitchen i remember my mom's perfume bottles i remember oh, my dad's my tools i remember all my sister's shit my brother's shit i remember all of it and i have very very fond memories of, of childhood you know you don't start not liking your parents till you get older <laughs> <laughs> so i have very fond memories of childhood yes oh i love that um i only lived in two different homes as a kid, like it was my grandparents' apartment, which was a project on shout out to Frederick Douglass Projects on the Hundred Street in Amsterdam. I lived there until I was nine. It was a five bedroom project apartment, which is lit if you think the about penthouse. it. A penthouse. I was on the <laughs> second floor. Um, I still pass it every now and one, you know, every now and then and, and just look up to see out of curiosity who's living in there now. Um, but it was crowded, you know, it's just a lot of people living in there. Like I said, going back to our initial, how we started this conversation, my Caribbean family, they don't push nobody out. So all my uncles and their kids and their wives and their girlfriends and this prince's boyfriend and this long lost cousin, 40 something people, not mean I'm exaggerating, but it was a lot of people up in there and a constant rotation too of people. You know, you have that cousin mm. that's on hard times and then they get better and then their kid comes in. So just a lot of motherfuckers. I didn't have that kid room, you know, where kids have like the nice sheets and the cartoon mm. stuff on the wall and like all the little section where your parents teaching you stuff. No, it was like there was no space. So my mom and I shared a bed till I was nine. And then when we moved to Harlem or East Harlem and Barrio, that's where 
I was just like, whoa, because I have my own room. Because my mom managed to get, ain't it crazy? She was on a waiting list all those mm. nine years. Like nine years. That's what people don't realize about the project. You don't just move in. There's a waiting list. And think about it. Most families pass on their apartment. So like it's not right. easy to get in. Um, because it's a generational thing, like people stay there and then their kids come in and their kids come in. So we waited nine years and when we finally got that call, <laughs> we got the two bedroom out of my own room. I was on fucking cloud 52. I was like, yo, this is crazy. You know, it was, it was insane. My mom had her own space finally. She didn't have to sleep with my ass. Um I had my own space and it was cool trying to kind of like figure out what that would look like. But then, you know, we didn't have a lot of money either. Um, so we did the best that we could. So those are the two apartments I had. And that was well, quite the experience. <laughs> we moved around a lot when I was younger. And I don't know what it was, but like I didn't like a most of the places we were. Like, And I think that's why I was always running away as a child. I was like, why am I here? Like, why, why did we get here? I don't know what it was, but like every like apartment we ended up in or house we were at, like, something was wrong or something ended up becoming wrong. I didn't know what it was because I was a damn child. And I just was like, I can't deal with any of Like, I don't know why my mom keeps ending up in these places or like what, like maybe she need to go get her chakras cleansed. I don't know what's going on, but it was just stressful for her. Cause you know, she was a single mother and then there were just yeah. things in her, there were things that were out of her control. So she was just like tr really trying to do the best that she could. And she really was doing a great job because I always had a roof over my head. But I just remember like not being comfortable as a child, like ever. Like I had to share a room with my sister who was crazy at the time. <laughs> and I was, just, and then I grew up and found out they were going through some shit. So I was like, oh, okay. So like, I get it for all that. But at the time, you know, you just like, all right, well, I want to play with my toys, but this person is just over here just harassing me because they don't want me to play with my toys because, of, you know, they're jealous that I'm here as a, a sibling or whatever. So we moved around so much. And then when I finally, like, started to have my own room and get my own freedoms, like driving and stuff like that, that's when I was kind of starting to feel like, all right, well, maybe I will have my place one day. I think somewhere in my childhood, I just kind of gave up on the idea of, like, I didn't feel like a child with freedom, if that makes sense. Even With though space, I, yeah. Like like one thing, friend, about being in uh, the situation where y'all had all that family in those five rooms, like I know that that had to be stressful for you as a child, of but course. I guess there's something to be said about uh, the family feeling like they had, um, you know, they had a landing pad. Like, I think that mm -hmm. that's kind of cool. For sure. So for me, it was like I never really felt like I had a landing pad, even though because we were always moving around and then I was never comfortable where we would end up. And then by the time I would try to get comfortable, it was time to go any damn way. So I was like, well, damn. So now to have like in my adulthood feel like, all right, well, this must be how it feels when people don't feel all that stress because working in a restaurant, it's fast paced. So I was using whatever stress I had just to go on in it. <laughs> we're, when we're doing high energy things, I just use that stress to go on in it. That's how I apply my pressure. I'm like, move whatever erratics you got into something high energy and hopefully it'll go somewhere to get used as opposed to just internalizing that and staying where I've been in certain spaces. So I'm and just that's glad. exactly why Britney Spears be dancing like that while y'all talking shit. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know who y'all is, but <laughs> um, how has it been? Actually, no, let's just skip. Name three jobs you would never want to do. Three jobs you would never want to do? Three jobs you would never want to do. Uh, I would yeah, never want to work. Man. Yeah, I was supposed to. Work I would never want to work in sanitation. Barn, like a barn. 
um, <laughs> you know, like like where cows and horses be oh shit, any type of animal barn. shit. I can't be around no animal shit, no milking of cows, nothing <gasps> like that. Dream life. Um, I and I, and a police officer. Them the three jobs I don't want to do. <laughs> Other than that, ain't no shame in my game. I'll do anything for a dollar, honey. <laughs> Other than that, you know what I'm saying? I just can't be no garbage man because I won't be able to complete, not because I feel like it's beneath me or nothing like that, but because I won't be able to perform the function. I'll start throwing up, smelling garbage and seeing slimy, moldy, nasty yeah, shit, food yeah. waste. I'll throw up. I can't do that. I'm with you um, on that. Like I said, same rule applies to working at a zoo or in a barn, some shit, chicken coop, <gasps> so some shit cute, like that. I've been, I will vomit violently, uncontrollably. <laughs> <Not> violently. <laughs> and same thing really applies to being a motherfucking po. Fuck, you think I want to be 12? No, I Hell don't. Hell no. Nah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I've been threw up in the damn precinct. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Oh I'm, I, can't, I can't do it. No, thank you. I wouldn't want to work in a hospital. Just in whatever oh, capacity. And, it, and obviously there's no shade because doctors save our lives and utmost respect yeah. to the years it takes, whether you're a nurse or doctor, whatever your position. Surgical tech, I don't give a fuck. Whatever it Everybody. is, even the janitors, like it, to me, I just don't want to be around it. Hospitals have a very specific smell that like I just don't, <laughs> you know, like y'all know that smell as soon as you walk in. It's Mary Cosby know that smell too. <laughs> And Jen Shah do too, apparently. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> but it is a smell. Same with it like is. the rehab centers for older folks and just the older folks' homes. Like it's a smell that is very <laughs> overwhelming. And I just, I, and not even just the smell, but like the things you have to witness, you know, like you're at the mercy of whatever is coming in and just how that must affect them mentally. So I couldn't do that. I couldn't do an old folks home either because I would just be so attached to them and crying every day when they pass on. Like, I just can't. I'm too sensitive. And some of them, sensitive. they be hitting people, friends. Oh, they do. I know that because my grandmother, I told you in her, my, yeah. yeah, in her last my, yeah. couple years when she was like really deeper into the dementia and hallucinations, she got very violent, which got a little harder for me to help take care of her because for whatever reason, she wanted to smack all of us so hard. And it was like, I love you, but damn, you know, scary shit. Um, so I get my that part. My grandfather tried my mom and them, but he was nice to us. <laughs> he, was, he was tearing my mom and my aunties up. He, he ain't never fuck with the grandkids. My mom and them, he was like, <laughs> but us, you know what I'm saying? He was like, I mean, so hey, good. he saw what he saw. <laughs> Damn, you, and, um, you stole my first one. I would never want to work in garbage, just like garbage, anything. I just don't want to smell yeah, it. I don't no. want to be involved with That'd like the poop or the chemicals or any of that. Like, I don't want to be involved with any of that. Like, so I'm yeah. stealing one of yours, Dustin. I don't want to do that. And I'm stealing one of yours, friend. I don't want to work in the hospital. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be a nurse. I don't want to deal with freaking the, the fuck out no. about about everything too. Like, there's and not one thing now, in the hospital that wouldn't stress the me out. Variant, like the the. They have to be exposed to everything. It's like, no, I just, you, I can't. And you don't know what's coming through that door when. So outside mm -hmm. the very, if if the zombies break out, the somebody can come through them doors and just bite you or something, or somebody can just <laughs> sneeze on you and then you got the next variant or whatever. Like, I just yeah, don't want to be directly in the petri dish that collects all of those things. That's why it's like, if I ain't got to go to the hospital, I ain't going. Okay, uh, but or a morgue. I, Oh yeah, no, I don't dead nothing. I don't want to deal with nobody dead, especially <laughs> like the Bernards. Like the fact that there's people that want to 
do makeup on, but I'm like, really? That's wild, bro. You I know just what? That's can't. why I respect but thank those God people for all the because, people that feel called to all these jobs. Because what would we do without y'all? <laughs> but you know, honestly, most casket funeral. <laughs> Trash all on the street. That's what we would do right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like... <laughs> Everybody has some sort of alchemy to get them through whatever type yes, of job. Because even exactly. when I was even when you're doing like mundane work and you figure out ways to make that fun. Like when I was working at a movie theater, like one of my first jobs, like that shit used to be That's boring so as hell cute. during certain days. I was a damn usher just tearing motherfucking tickets, just standing there or sweeping up popcorn. But then that shit got fun at some point because me and my coworkers used it to just... It depends on like your whenever, coworkers. The job can be the worst job, but it, if your coworkers are fun, y'all are going to make the shit fun. You're going to have a blast. I have I'm always to work with. Me too. I've always, yes, I was going to say, I have always bothered people at work. So it's like, if we going to be bored, like if I'm going to be bored, I'm not going to be bored. And that means whoever's with me not going to be bored either. And everybody <laughs> always laughed. And I always just think, I'm bad I'm annoying this shit. I'm like, no, nah, we like when you no, come to like, work. No, they're like, we need that. We like, need that. Because <laughs> you know the day you leave and everybody said, it's like, damn, you used to be an asshole to everybody. You're sad that I'm leaving. That's crazy. I love, I'm going to miss you too. You know, that's crazy. I'm still friends with have, my coworkers. I swear to God, friend. <laughs> I was literally just about to be like, I have friends to this, this day, day that I met to at work. This day. They from, follow from me all, on Instagram and they be bugged out by my new life. They're just like, what the <laughs> fuck, <laughs> bitch? <laughs> you ain't for A. I'm like, what? Ain't that crazy? They remember we were working in the Bronx, you know, like taking yep. the train. Like shit was so crazy yep. and so different. They just be so proud. And it's really cool to still have people from all those different eras of your life and then still have that connection because it was real See like you families. get so close yeah. to your coworkers. i get that that's not for everybody some coworkers you do not get close to but there are the one right. or two that y'all just get super tight go to lunch together take the train home together hang out on the you know on the weekends and shit and it's just super cool <laughs> i love those and i, I miss them all very okay. rare fuck their work no I'm... at work or someone from work both. Wait, what was the question? <laughs> no, if you ever fucked at work or someone from work, no, I didn't. I had like a little cr- like flirtatious flirtation, but not anything that I moved forward with because I kind of felt like that would be dumb. You know, it was dumb. <laughs> it was fun, but it was dumb. yeah, because shit goes left. You gotta see each other every day. It's gonna fuck up the vibe. Like I just kind of didn't want to do that. Same with Yo, um. I'm- Sleeping with people in the building too. I was gonna tell you, Asante. I didn't. Nah, I, that's a no no. That's a no no. <laughs> that's a big no no. <laughs> it's one thing for a person not to have the gate code. You can bring them <laughs> in and out like whatever, revolving door. <laughs> but if they got that gate code, you got to think twice. You better be the fuck careful. And so access no, to your literal no you front door, like no. Oh hell no! Mm-hmm. There it was a trainer. There was a personal trainer <laughs> in my old building that lived down the hallway. He was so fine. I remember them. Stories. Do you remember? <laughs> and we and we played that game for a while, and we didn't say nothing to each other. You just like I'd come out, he'd come out. It was very Janet Jackson. Anytime, any place. Remember when they? <laughs> <laughs> and I was shook though. I was like, nah, I know better. But nah, like the kombucha girl. Mm, mm, nah. nah. <laughs> and I didn't do it. Hell, not today. Not as crazy as motherfuckers is. Today. Yeah. You just can't it ain't ain't no that good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you can't 
You can't you can't risk that. <laughs> Honestly, this is a weird dilemma, but I was like, I can't I I can't bring hosts to this place. Like there's no there I just See can't. a new place? Oh, that'll go away. That'll go away. I don't know. <laughs> Look, look, just maybe not because, honey, you can always get a deal on hotel tonight. <laughs> and and that's, really it, that's really what that's really what I, I was coming down too. to. It's a different day and time, too, where people are like, you know, out here. In the I mean, they're on the Internet. Right. So like, I get you. You know, these motherfuckers. Crack. <laughs> the thing is, they couldn't get in here anyway. But it's really like, I don't want to bring you here. Like, and it's I nothing it. against anybody, it. but it's like. When when you finally got some shit, because you know how people be like, who like you can't bring nobody to my house. It's like I get it. I've always got it, but like now that I have this, I re, I extra you get, get it. it get like it, yeah. like I've always respected it because it's like that really doesn't. You really don't say nothing behind that. It's like it's your house. Why would I? But now that I'm here, it's like oh well. I, now I have reasons outside of it's my house. I just mm-hmm. like you just really like it's just <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I get it on a spiritual level now. I get it, but. uh <laughs> that, that conversation took so many turns there were some things I wanted to respond to but I'm going to just stick to <laughs> wherever I was going here if someone gave you one million dollars today what would what would you spend it on Ooh, you don't got to itemize you could just pick some things you want to spend some money on I look I know y'all been talking about that damn Bronco I seen it in this forest green color isn't it we saw one too when we were gone over the weekend <sighs> I'm, when I was with Crystal and Jade one pulled up next to us it was the mustard one I want too I was like look at God and they got to see it and Jade was like bitch I might get the same car <laughs> like, it is so cute we're going like, to be Bronco buddies we really are a little Bronco squad um, but I am I would you know what's crazy though? A million dollars ain't a lot. That's what's so. Because I would it's, say I'll buy look, my house, but if you, you ain't gonna be able it's to. buying it straight out at this point. You I mean, you, there are houses that are like nice for like five, six hundred, but the ones that I like, of Not course. In the areas. Yeah, yeah like are on the one, one point two range. Like the houses I really fuck with. The market value. So yeah, I would like, end up spending the whole thing on a damn house, really, and still having to pay like two hundred thousand. $200,000. Well, I ain't even gonna lie. I'm gonna get me like a couture mm. prostitute. No. <laughs> what? Um, I did you know not think time, that that was I'm next just, after the word couture. <laughs> one good time, I'm gonna give me like a high level, a high price, you know what I'm saying, type. One of, one of the ones that went to prostitution school. <laughs> Motherfucker with a, you know what I'm saying? Motherfucker with a certificate and a master's <laughs> and hoeing and hooking. I'm gonna give me one of them, okay? On top of that, I'm gonna make sure my mom and them straight. I'm gonna straighten out whatever I need to straighten out for my mama and them. Make sure my brother and my sister are good. You know what I'm saying? By my friends, kids, their children, get them the children some things for school and gifts. That's so cute. You know what I'm saying? And then after that, make some sort of investment. Um, Bitcoin, whatever that may be. Figure out some sort of something. Maybe buy some of them damn. You know them uh them photo booths that they them 360 mm-hmm. photo booths that all the ghetto people love and they be like <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, they would move in a circle. You. Maybe I maybe I buy a bunch of them, you know what I'm saying? And then like, you know, figure out a business to, you know, have them. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe open up invest in like a hair salon. That's always a money maker, you know True. what I'm saying? Something like that. You know, just basically I would move like niggas move when they hit the number. You know when people hit the number and they hit the lottery or whatever, be it street numbers or the actual state lottery. Mm-hmm. You know, they do them because that's the kind of moves I would make. That's cute. I'm with that. Yeah. 
Well, um, I'm going ahead and give half the taxes or whatever the rule is. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, shit. Because I don't even want to think them. about that. Thanks for yucking our young <laughs> Look, <laughs> God damn. Man. Look, I, I'm just saying, y'all ain't finna come after me after a minute. So I'm going to go ahead and take care of that up front. Um, I, I got the damn money. I don't give a fuck. I'm a million. That's how my attitude is. <laughs> okay. No, when that's horrible. <laughs> um, I'm going to definitely... I'm gonna probably like do like five little scholarships, like some ten thousand oh, dollars scholarships, just because I'm gonna be like, look, I know some of y'all need this money for school, so y'all can't ever say I ain't did nothing. <laughs> so I'm doing a scholarship for about five to ten of y'all, you know, whatever the spirit moves, and then the rest going towards furnishing my place because I just need to make sure, I, you know, my place look like something. But, you good. but friend, it's yeah. really crazy that you say that because I was looking at how much it would cost to buy an apartment. Not that I would even would. Where I was just wondering, at? like where you're at well no 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 no. when i was just looking at rent i was just like you oh, know i wonder okay. how much some of these apartments cost like to right. purchase and i actually i didn't look at this property because i don't even know if they uh, allow you to purchase here because some some properties don't allow you to purchase for whatever reason like whatever if yeah. they're under a program or whatever but um the apartments that i was looking at like if you wanted even just a a nice and i don't want to say basic but like a nice one bedroom that shit was still one point something million i was oh, like oh yeah that's yeah. why i wouldn't even buy in new york honestly unless i like right. put money together with someone and we did it for like as an investment property that's different like if we pulled our money some type of thing but outside of that it's not worth it i'm not paying you know 1.2 million dollars oh on the lower end Eight nine hundred thousand for a one bedroom down on Sixty First Street. Like if I'm that, just not doing right. it. It's a one bedroom, it, right? Because like, no. usually it's like a studio or a junior, or whatever right. they be they didn't put a damn wall up. up. Yeah, now, if I roll up on a foreclosure or something like that, that I feel guilty. The bank is selling. Oh girl, I don't at all. Honey. I remember we had I'm that convo with, with <laughs> Tiffany because she was telling me to look into the foreclosures, and I was like, Tiffany, I feel terrible getting someone's foreclosed home. She was like, Well, you need to get for that dumb shit because but friend you gotta think about it You ne- people could've got evicted from a f- you never know you know what I'm saying but like, who gets evicted know. for something good like it, it, I'd be sad if some someone lost their away. house that's sometimes people away. just walk away from right? <laughs> some eat pray away. love you know they just gave up all that no I just I can't. <laughs> I, I, would feel, it for real. I would really, you see me rubbing my heart. I would really walk <laughs> into the house and just look around like this was someone's dream. Like they signed you, and were so see, happy. Until you see that them Viking appliances in the <laughs> kitchen and that marble bathroom. And then they tell you the motherfucking apartment is $400,000. <laughs> sage your mouth. I'm going to be like, you know what? That's what I'm Tiffany just gonna was I'm like. I'm going to sage this bitch. I'm just going to sage this Tiffany sage was mouth. like, you could get, you know, a six, $700,000 crib for like one fifty, and, and if you pay them cash, it'd be even cheaper. Even and more. Like, I, yeah, even less, really. I don't right. know, man. Maybe I need to work through that. <laughs> One day you'll get there. Pray about it. Pray get you about some it. embodiment, girl. Get some embodiment. <laughs> Just throw it behind your ears and then you'll be fine. That's all you need to do. I love that. All right. I want you to name three jobs that you would love to try or that you would you would just take a chance on trying. If someone just said you're hired, you ain't even got to do no resume, no interview. They just hire you on the spot. You just go in and get the job. I would love to be a sexy hairdresser. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, get my body real, real buff and do hair in, like, basketball shorts and Tim's with no shirt and, like, my hat <laughs> to the back. You know what I'm saying? I would love to do that. I feel like that would be so dope. Uh, then what mm-hmm. else would I love to do? I would love to run an amusement park, like, be general manager of, like, I Disney World or, like, that. a Six so Flags cute. and really program the shit out the park. Like, I would love to do that. 
Um, and what else would I like to do too? You know what? I would love to be a rapper. Everybody knows that that's my <laughs> secret though. Like I, I miss my calling. I believe that I am like 10, 15 years too late. But if I was younger, I definitely, without a doubt, would have given it a go at being a rapper and or a professional boxer. Because wow. to me, those are the two best. There's no better lifestyle. There's no better. I just, they, they just, are, they fit me. So I would love to do either like be a rapper or like a professional boxer, real shit. Like I feel like I miss my calling, but it's okay. I did. I, I've reconciled it internally. But, you know. <laughs> oh Ooh. damn, that's such a good question. Any job? You got to think about it, friend. Come on, think about it. Well, okay. So what I was watching. Farmer? Do y'all watch Explained? That show yeah, on Netflix. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they have like a they have a new one where it's like explained and it's like the movies that changed our lives or something like that. And they give the background to all these movies. Like I watched the one on Forrest Gump and how it took 10 years to make it because the lady that initially found the book and like super believed in it. Everyone was reading the book like this is trash. <laughs> this would be the worst fucking movie of all time. But she believed in it so hard that it ended up being like the third highest grossing movie of all time, which is crazy. Wow. And she just was so passionate about this story. And I thought, what a cool job to be the one that like reads something or gets a script. Because I know movie producers are different. You're either like the money person or you're the creative. Mm -hmm. And I like the creative part of like sitting, like the fact that she found this in a book pushed for it and now it's one of the highest grossing movies of all time and how I think like Iconic. all the jobs that she created from production to the acting to the script writer like just because of she grabbed that one book and something about that life changing life changing life altering for so many people and you know on top of how movies just change people's lives to begin with with the storylines and what they take away from it so I would be a movie producer, honestly. She inspired yes. me. I was like, I want to have, because so many people around us you have like so. Don't too. I? Be dope as hell. Yeah. I feel like so yep. many people we know have such good ideas, and they just don't get the access. And we keep seeing the same fucking three movie plots. You know, like it's just crazy to me when I think of like I know friends that have genius movie ideas and I'm like who can grant them this access and she kind of which I never would have thought because I don't really care about movies that deeply like I'm more passionate about music but she kind of like clicked something in my brain because I thought of all the talent that I know and just like how she fought 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 for it and made it work so I would do something in in that world of like the creative side of movie production and then I work in the music here. <laughs> yes, then I'll go to your salon. <laughs> and then, of course, the music industry, I would be a label head. And I would be one hell of a label head. Like, I'd probably have the best label, you know, like, up there with the the Motowns, the Babyface, or not Babyface, but what's his name? Um, L.A. Uh, Reed, like, all yeah. the, the sort of game-changing. No... <laughs> All the game-changing labels and label heads that, like, really uh, pivoted the sound and kind of, rather, created a sound, I would be that. I know that I would because I have such a great ear for music. And speaking of, shout-out to Cleo Soul. Ooh, yes. I just had to throw Love that the out there. Album. That new album is good, but I'll wait till we get to the music segment. 
But yeah, so those are the two that I feel like I would be passionate about and, and dig deeper into. Hmm. I I've always wanted to do like quality control, not the label, but oh, it's just I was cool like, that really? they <laughs> it, I love I the fact say, I totally get that. <laughs> like I, I've always had like a passion for like customer service and uh, people as a whole. So I would love to just do quality control for like businesses. Um, whether it's, oh, I don't know if you had to go in that, but I, I would always love to go in and do audits of some sort, whether it's trying to see if businesses are responding to things or if the website's up to par. Like, there just needs to be some sort of quality control for everybody and everything. Like, you know, if someone's just tired of dealing with something, they just write into somebody's quality control and then we send somebody out to like audit the situation and check it out. Like, how I had this stupid ass moving situation. I had to go through the company and I just said, fuck it, because the company decided that they wanted to be how they how they wanted to be and they made it confusing on purpose because of people like me and once mm. I saw how much money I was going to get back from my mirror anyway I was like this really isn't even going to be worth my time so fuck it but if there was a quality right. control specialist in in house or somebody and of course the movers wouldn't want that because they are the ones that want to scam you but if I could just call this number and say you know I dealt with this moving company I had a bad experience quality control could go in they could see what the movers are doing uh, build them for or find them or something for their practices throughout the uh, Better Business Bureau like just some shit like that i feel like there needs to be some sort of effort or support in that arena um so that's one job that i, I love would that. love to do mm-hmm. i would also love to be um a beta tester whether it's Ooh. gaming or uh, electronics or in-home tech i always thought it was like cool watching people have to, have to unbox and then do like the little survey at the end like you know how was this product unboxing it you know was it easy and then like you know is it functional or do you like the shape of it just being able to answer all these questions so testing things uh-huh. I is would... it functional do you like the shape of it <laughs> what the hell are you selling <laughs> toasters uh, look like you maybe I can get my couture prostitute from you <laughs> <laughs> wow and if I don't do a good job you can submit something to the Better Business Bureau to the quality um, control that's okay. right. That's right. Um, so the, that was good. Another, yeah, that was great. Great little parlay there. Another job that I, I would randomly love to do, as much as I would not want to work in a hospital, I would like to do something sciency. Um, not necessarily of the chemical, like directly with chemicals, but I just love the idea of uh, like testing. That's why I said like the beta tester. But like I love the idea of. Uh, in laboratories, they're controlled environments and you're just kind of taking values and measurements and uh, processing things. And you got the hypotheses and all that. I, I love all of that. Like everything about, you know, the lab coat life that is not hospital related. I would right. like to delve into. But I know there's still that chance that you deal with chemicals and I watch way too much sci-fi to really deal with that shit. So <laughs> this is hypothetical. <laughs> Hypothetically, it would be cool so to work funny. in a lab. I'm just like, have you ever seen that movie? I, I know I talked about it on the show because I already feel the joke about to come, but Jay Gyllenhaal is in a movie, and I'm not talking about the Martin Lawrence Eddie Murphy or Eddie Murphy one called Life. And there's a fucking alien that the, the there's, there's a nigga scientist on the damn spaceship, and they are playing with this little alien in the control container. The alien thing grabs the fucking utensil out of the nigga's hand, and then it grabbed the nigga's fingers and was breaking Duh. the nigga's hand off what? in there. I was like, oh, Wait, that's what I'll be no. trying I feel to like tell I you. Saw that? You, I know I you might have seen this. I know you might have seen this. It happened on Which the trailer, exactly so I ain't even spoiling. I'm the way I am. 
I just watch a lot of sci-fi. I can't help it. It's it's an experience. Anyway, and then y'all see Elon Musk got the damn iRobot in real life. <sighs> anyway. Ain't nothing but a person in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> if that damn truck, how you gonna trust this motherfucker that, that you see how they shot that truck up, bust the windows out that goddamn truck that he said you couldn't fuck with? Remember it was Elon mm-hmm. Musk, remember? Yep. And, and they talk, busted so the you gonna trust fuck out of told that shattered that bitch. <laughs> that shit looked like a like a motherfucker. It looked like cracked glass. Like what it was. <laughs> shit. So you mean to tell me you're gonna trust him to build a fake person? Yo, no, and that shit looks so scary, bro. I was like, he was punk. so, as a matter of fact, about how creepy it was. He was like, you know, well, of course we made a humanoid. And she like, I was like, what do you mean? Of course, nigga. Like, everybody else's robots look like robots. And you trying to make a real bitch that wants and some Fendi or something. And about it'll about you could buy it to do menial tasks, like go get your groceries and shop. I was like, no, what? No. You you use it. Let it rock that uh, fucked up name, having ass baby you got. Let it rock it. Let it be your baby's nanny. And then maybe we'll believe it. Let it rock that. <laughs> weird ass baby name to sleep every <laughs> night then maybe we'll trust it don't put that shit off on us oh, I don't God. trust him these I don't messiah, trust robot these messiah complex people that are really just fucking shit up and we just sitting there watching them do it because they have so much money and they can that's the wildest part of all of this like Jeff Modern Bezos robot. thanking us for paying for his trip to, the, to space what the fuck <laughs> Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, <clears throat> how many more questions should we do? What we got? You could do one Y'all, more. Cause we're okay, already, well, I have, yeah. I have the most ridiculous question to end this whole thing Yay, with. Then. We like it. You're on Love Island. Yay! You've been there for a week. <laughs> and you are coupled up with the partner of your dreams. So, you know, let's just take a moment. This is the last question. And then so you go to Casa Amor. You know, <laughs> Damn it, friend. Hold on. You're with the you've been with the partner of your dreams for a week. All right. So you you locked in right now. So Dustin, go on ahead and envision your the partner of your dreams, friends. Mm. You with the partner of your dreams. Mm. Y'all are together. Y'all been in it. Y'all are feeling good. You okay. know, y'all are about to go get y'all a drink and by the poolside. When all of a sudden someone gets a text. <laughs> oh God. New love interests are coming into the house. And now you get to choose one of the new love people. Do you want it? This we know when they come into the house and somebody else fine comes in and they're catching your eye and you know, you're catching their eye too. So you see them and then you looking at them like, damn, you fine. And they winking back at you and shit. Do you stick with who you're coupled with or do you go out on a limb and get to know this new person? That's... You go out on a limb specifically your, between your legs and get to know the new person. <laughs> Fuck you mean. Fuck you. I've been laying up with your ass, your cold, dead, cold laying ass for a week, moving the fuck on to new warm blood, new pastors. See ya. Not See ya, bitch. <laughs> Hell yeah. And it's a game show anyway. I don't owe you shit. Fuck you. Why, why wouldn't I go and move on to a new bitch? Like, I'm out of here. Damn, that's to yes. be the heartbreaker of the damn island. He's not going to give a fuck about what, what America got to think. What that girl doing, What she doing, on Michelle's porch? Put that fuck peace sign up. Fuck on my porch. <laughs> <laughs> Look. That's me. Peace out. Come on down. Come Honestly, on down. 
Honestly, Dustin would do great on the show because a lot of the people were just scared about what America would think. But Dustin yeah, is going to do. Yeah, they didn't want to be do. the bad guy. But then there's the people that were like, "I'm here to do me." So fucking right. And friend, you better believe I'm gonna turn around and look at your pod and be like, "Friend, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> be like, you, you're going to move on with the new person too, friend. Uh-uh. It depends, we though. See what's next. No, let me tell you why it depends because sometimes <laughs> they do. No, listen. Sometimes they they did move on to the new person that they thought was like sexier whatever the case and then when they really got to know them they're like hold up they're actually it's actually not that's a better connection for trying to get to know them but, but just go get with them <laughs> that's all you have to but do. then by then you made the person that you really love to have the connection with feel like a second choice and now they don't want your ass either so it's that's like when you're you done really want to get with them you said no. what? First of all, you should have laid your game down strong enough with the first person <laughs> Not laid your game that down. they would be waiting behind you anyway. Like, <laughs> so that's all you need to do. So if you would have done your job, <laughs> so that's why it's important to always do your job in the moment. Right. Because you never know when you need that relationship. So always move on because you can always go back. No, you can't. Not on the well, island. You know what? To the spirit of that, my answer is the opposite. I'm going to stay with who I'm with and then watch how stuff play out with the new people coming to the house. Because if who I'm with, because they might be like, you know, I, I, how do you feel about getting another new people? And if I did see someone, I'd be Excited. like, look, I'd be like, you know, I think that we should take the chance to get to know the new people. I thought such and such was kind of cute because I feel like one of the things that was missing on Love Island was the the transparency or then sometimes it was too transparent and like misplaced like cachet was so transparent with old boy about charlie the nigga from casa more about how when he come into the house he know he gonna be second fiddle but then he got into the house and he didn't like being second fiddle and then cash got rid of cinco and then she became second fiddle and then he got rid of her ass so it was kind of like this thing of people weren't either being honest or they weren't cool with the way the honesty was being presented so i would just be kind yeah. of honest on all fronts with like yeah i think such and such is kind of cute you know i really respect what we have and i think that it's the shit but like let me see if they about something and if they not then you know i'm right back here and if you want to so check somebody open relationship well we're not even we're just now getting to know each other so we only known each other for a week of course we know we got something strong and nice but we both owe it to ourselves I, and they always say I want you to be happy but like I really mean like I, we owe it to ourselves since we are both here to say if we want to go out on a limb and see somebody else or if we don't because I don't want you sitting up here in my First, face wait, secretly wait. feeling like oh well I thought the other person was cute too I just didn't want to say nothing because you didn't want to say nothing what are the rules here because <laughs> nobody told me I could have both and that's what you do. You can have so both. If the, if the people, rules are that I can have well, both, then why am I making a choice no, in the first No, it depends you just need to because be... some people understand and they'll be like, listen, I understand. I am one open relationship. It, no, that some people understand like if you feel like you might have a connection with someone else and you want to explore it, like go do that. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't. I love you regardless and I'm here. And then there's other people that are like, hell fucking no. You go over there <laughs> and we're done. So it really depends on the type of people that you're connecting with and what they and to a, their hard boundaries. So what was my choices? Was my person a hard boundary or no? <laughs> that would affect my answer. They, anybody, okay, so anybody they're anybody a hard boundary. They're a hard boundary. They're like, nope. Oh, well, you know, I'm definitely gone. <laughs> right, because that's a red flag or something, right? Like, <laughs> well, that's what you go here, okay? Because I'm the fuck out of here. See, you. burn rubber on the hole. And that's the thing, because you you with the in this scenario, you with the person of your dreams. So either they gonna understand, and if they don't understand, then you know you free to move on. So, the love island was just is understanding. 
Uh, okay. Well, this was just a really fun day of icebreakers. It was great to be nostalgic awesome. and talk about, you know, how we were living. It's great to have fun and talk about how we're living and what we've been watching now. And I'm just so happy to be happy with you all and to share this space with all of you people out there listening. Thank you for being part of the friend zone. We love you and we mean it. And that does it for this week's hot topic. This is the friend zone. In a fast paced world. Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Asante, back to you, Mr. Music Man. (laughs) What you got for us this week? Well, a lot of music has come out over the past few weeks, honestly. So I don't have a lot for you today, but I will give you some of the tidbits that I've been checking out. Um, I would like to just mention some of these artists first, and then I'm going to, you know, we'll get to the songs to play right after Megan the Stallion is out here dropping uh, freestyles, music. Go to YouTube, just type in Megan the Stallion and just look up what the fuck she's got going on. The Stallion is always out here, Stallion for President, snatching all the brethren. It's just always a go whenever Megan is putting stuff out. If she's putting a freestyle out, it's always a go. But whenever she's putting visuals out, it's always a go. So check out Megan the Stallion <laughs> on YouTube. While I have you over in YouTube land, Kiana Lede and Kalani, they have a performance of Best Friend that is available to watch. If you have not watched the video, it's a steamy video, but if you want to watch a performance of them performing, uh, there's a performance too. So I just wanted to point your direction to YouTube very quickly so you can check out some new videos. Um, honestly, there are a couple of other videos that I want to mention to you, but they have... Uh, but there's songs that I'm going to play with those. So I guess we will do the listens, uh, the songs to play first, and then I will come right back to YouTube. So, Fran, you know, I always want to start with you and see what you listening <laughs> to, what you playing, what you dropping like it's hot to, or what you incensing <laughs> to, you know, what you got going on over there, Fran, because I know you be jamming. Oh, you know it. Um, I'm like, damn, how do I even pick one? So Cleo Soul, my favorite released an album last week titled Mother. Um, And I mentioned on Twitter, she had actually sent it to me about a week and a half before it released. Um, She was just like, wanted to send you some love. I'm like, this is love. This is it. This is love. I appreciate it. (laughs) Because everyone knows how I feel about her. Uh, Me and her have like been connecting on a really cool level. And I'm always honored when people send you their work. You know, like that's their baby. So it's really humbling and the album is incredible. I'm so excited. It's yes. finally out. I don't know if you guys got a chance to listen, but it's hard to pick a song. Um, I think I'm going to go with, hmm, actually, I'm like, how to? Okay, I'm going to go with Know That You Are Loved. And once again, that's an, a, an album called Mother by Cleo Soul, and this is how it goes.
is her name. Uh, I picked that one because I just thought that was a nice message to put out into the airwaves, especially with the yes, way the friend. world, yes. right? Especially with the way the world is feeling these days. So that's Know That You Are Loved by Cleo Soul from the New Mother album. That album is bomb. The cover uh, is bomb. The music right? is bomb. The whole her vibe. Her I played it in my new spot. And, you know, every yes. song about her baby was really about my new spot. <laughs> I was like, yes. Mm. Oh, I love that so much. You, you just been bobbing to Cleo Soul, friend. I know you got something else for me, friend. Nope. I'm giving it all to her today. All right, mother. Well, that's it. Cleo Soul is friend's pick. Dustin Ross, what you got for us? What you been listening to? Um, I've been stuck on this Division and Ty Dollar Sign album called Cheers to the Best Memories. This song is called Outside. Yeah. Keep me all night with you to show me something. Show me something. Show me something. Show me something. Girl, I came all this way. Now it's time for you to show me what it do. You told me, boy, destroy this pussy that's a Y'all know that sound like some shit I would like, so don't even front and act like it don't. <laughs> that song I want to play is by Money Ride. It's called Money. I ain't even gonna be here for a long time. That's all I got. <laughs> I just trying to do the best I can with what I got. Like Mariah said a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, well, because Dustin played the song that I was gonna play out the Ty Dollar Sign and uh, Division, Cheers to the Best. I'm gonna play a uh, Cheers to the Best Memories. I'm gonna play another song off of there. Um, this one's called Wedding Cake. They just did what they had to do on this whole project. It was all the shit. We gon' play some Marvin Gaye, then we gon' throw on Maxwell, Mary J. Then bend that jacket ass like it's our wedding day. Don't need no reason for us to celebrate. We gon' play some Marvin Gaye, then we gon' throw on Maxwell, just to see forever my lady like it's wedding day. 
I just thought of that song while I was watching Love Island. Like, it was one of those songs that I felt like they would play on the in-between time, in-between time during the recoupling. But it's after a very, very nice run on the project of the interludes where Ty Dolla Sign does his interlude and Division does his interlude and they do another song together. But I really am feeling their project, Cheers to the Best Memories. Outside of that, uh, I want to take you back to YouTube where Shabo and... or Is it Shabo or... I just say Shabo like Fabo, but she's a British rapper. Um, she has a song out with Georgia Smith. The song is called My Sister. There's a cool video to go with it. It's a vibe. Shabo been out here doing some things. She be wearing the color wigs and rapping like all the other girls. But uh, it's just <laughs> something about when the, the, it's something about when the bad British bitches be linking up that just gives it a whole nother element. So shout out to Shabo and Georgia. I hope I'm saying her name right. They're going to be like, it's Shabu or something or whatever the fuck it is. But S-H-A-Y-B-O in case y'all feeling it. Here we go. Say something I would do again. What was I thinking? Say something I have done before. If I could go back now to say something I would do again. I'm making money moves, rise and shine. On my grind, preach. Early morning, late nights. I cannot get no sleep. Cause money ain't guaranteed. Money ain't guaranteed. And living my life ain't cheap. Living my life ain't free. Yeah. There's money in this world to be made, my sister. Yeah, you're sitting there crying over a broke nigga. He ripped your heart out, he left a hole in ya. You, you should have listened to the signs when he was showing you. He never treat you like a queen when you was bucking him, so it doesn't matter what you've done or what you did for him. Why you wasting all your time? He isn't listening. Baby, get rid of him. I'm making so yeah that's the song off her project queen of the south that she just recently released but there's a visual out where it has both of them looking bomb as hell the song is really dope and i just like how it all comes together so i had to shout i had to shout both of them out because georgia always been out here doing her thing but shabo is somebody that i've seen around but this song if the project is anything a reflection of what the fuck this song's working with then i can't wait to go listen to the rest of it so that's I'm going to leave it right there. I would like to I'm so sorry if I'm offending anyone, but a special F you to Lady A. I see that y'all dropped a new song that is not y'all's name. So F y'all. And that <laughs> does it for me on the Music Man segment. We can go on ahead and take it to Dustin Ross. Please tell us what you have been watching. Believe it or not, this week's TV Land segment is going to take a pivot. I'm interested. I'm into new things these days. <laughs> I want to talk about sports. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I want to talk about specifically Sha'Carri Richardson and oh. all the controversy surrounding um, her placement in the race that she ran this past weekend and her commentary thereafter. I just, I'm just casting a net here. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not going to offer my commentary. I want to know what our audience thinks, and then next week I want to revisit that and have a great discussion about it. So, in within the TV Land segment, so. Let me know. You can tweet the friend zone pod. You can tweet at friend zone pod rather, or you can tweet me at look at Dustin um, and let me know how you guys feel about Sha'Carri Richardson, um, her placement in the race that she ran this past weekend and also her commentary thereafter um, and just her as an athlete, how you feel. And I want to talk about it in the TV lane segment because everything that um, 
everything that is centered around her and everything, all the conversations that are surrounding her and her athleticism, uh, the, the controversial moments are taking place on TV. And so this is a place for us to discuss them. And I specifically want to talk about that because I'm finna fuck y'all up because I think y'all going to say one thing and I got something else for y'all. So that's why I want to know how you feel. So let me know. Next week I'm simply casting a net and next week we'll revisit it. And that's it for this week's TV Land. Thank you. And we didn't have a wellness segment this week. So short segments have been shortened <laughs> mm-hmm. um because i got weird shitty news literally right before we were about to record my part and i f- could feel my mind just not being present so i will That's okay kick back next week and have that for it's you all right friend can- Right, right, right. We, we it's a to- real wellness segment this week, <laughs> God damn it. Okay. okay. <laughs> you get well soon. That's what you do. For- Hello. You know, we try to push through this show no matter what's going on in our lives, and sometimes we just can't. So with That's that okay. being said, we love you so much. We thank you for tuning yes. in and listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Holla, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.